0: And now it's time, of course, for this week's Letter to Hong Kong, which comes from legislator Ma Fung Kwok, representing the sports, performing arts, culture and publication functional constituency. The following programme is a personal view programme. Dear Song Ge, Thank you for accepting my invitation to attend the press conference on the survey study on sharing schools, sports facilities for community use, Two weeks ago, as the past principal of the current technical school, my alma mater, your well worth sharing of the school pioneering experience is valuable and timely. Your good speech gave us tremendous food for thought on how to make good use of school sports facilities on a leasing basis for community users after school and on non-school days. As Hong Kong is getting affluent, public funding has been increased for sports, cultural and recreational development. But space and venues constraints for training and playing that has gravely hindered and hampered sports development in Hong Kong. Land constraint is a major and common challenge to everyone in Hong Kong. Solution to this problem is easily said than done. During this four-year tenure as the Legislative councillor for Sports and Cultural Sector, I made great efforts in tackling complaints from various sports and cultural groups about this plight. I have initiated the option of exploring existing school playgrounds, pitches and stadiums for community use and proactively pursued for years as the feasible, viable and immediate answer to ease this plight. With thanks to your sharing and insightful remarks, I am much more informed of a shining example from my alma mater. You also rekindled me of its smooth implementation of shared school sports facilities catering for the needs of residents in the neighbourhood and sport groups on a leasing basis. I am most impressed by your remarks at the press conference about the negative incentive for school which hindered such a positive policy. You mentioned that school administrators found being penalised by joining this policy as the current policy requires most of the proceeds from leasing shared school facilities go to the public purse. The proceeds collected by schools can hardly cover the overhead costs of opening up school facilities for community use. It is a vivid and telling example of the impediments. Thanks for informing me that my alma mater, a full-time grammar secondary and nighttime public school, is an exception. The financial implication of joining this policy is shared and less outstanding than other ordinary schools. The current practice in Hong Kong is discouraging schools for sharing facilities for the community. That is because... Schools are reminded to conduct it only where appropriate, on a case-by-case basis, and in consultation with concerned bureaux and departments. At present, there are only a barrack of 95 stadia in Hong Kong, but we have over a thousand of primary and secondary schools. Not surprisingly, I served the NET, which confirms me with the hard fact of getting over 6.6 million articles under the browsing search for shared use of school sports facilities and over 20 million under the term of community use of school sports facilities. Data tell the truth of such irreversible tendency. I commissioned Professor Patrick Lau Wing-Chung of Physical Education Department of the Hong Kong Baptist University this February, to conduct a comprehensive field study on overseas models of opening school sport facilities to look for reference and insights. Another objective of this study is to garner a genuine pulse and views of local schools and looking for incentives for luring more to open up school facilities for community use. I greatly appreciate the great efforts of Professor Lau, as the study exhibits the global trend of sharing school sports facilities. Let me briefly illustrate the analytical study by him. In China, the policy is supported by currently 531 schools from 27 provinces and major cities since 1999 when the policy was introduced. In Japan, 99% schools support the policy Community users can share sports stadiums and playgrounds, 40% of school swimming pools and 30% of school outdoor tennis courts. In UK, over 90% of community sports groups for different ages and genders have been benefited since it was launched in 1982. Whereas state governments in the US are the forerunners in the world as it commenced in 1821. Over 90% of schools in the United States have joined this policy with clear and user friendly guidelines. School sports facilities have been opened up for the deprived and are instrumental to preventive primary health care, such as against childhood obesity. Disappointingly, Hong Kong is taking a slower pace and inactive approach. Among over 800 primary and secondary schools, the questionnaire reached out and got positive feedback from only 138 schools. In the feedback, the school administrators are worried about the potential liability over insurance issues, extra management resources, and security matters like trespassing and financial burden. Only if more public resources are provided for schools can the worries of school administrators are addressed and alleviated. They are looking forward for getting more concrete support and incentives from the government. Among them, the creation of a centralized mechanism to tackle insurance issues by Education Bureau can help resolve liability problem. Sung as you've said, when there is a will, there is a way. We cannot expect the sky is always blue, but there is always a silver lining in every crowd. That is my sincere wish, to see the government taking a bold step and concrete actions to address the concerns of school administrators to benefit the community. Feng Guang.